The information contained within this podcast does not consider your personal circumstances and is of a general nature only. You should not act on it without first obtaining professional financial advice specific to your circumstances. Paul Atherton is an ex-Wall Street advisor on a mission to help young people win back their financial power, wealth and security. He does this by helping them understand the hidden world of finance, risk and investments, helps them figure out how it impacts them and to seize the opportunities to make it work to their advantage. This is Paul Street Journal. I'm here this morning with Paul Atherton. How are you, Paul? I'm really well, Tim. Thank you. It's good to hear. Uh, thinking about buying a house, as I've told you before, the ones we're looking at probably more on the expensive side of the budget. Could you tell me what is too expensive? Yeah, well, I, I think that's a great question in this day and age where we are seeing some just stratospheric prices, particularly in uh, Melbourne and Sydney in terms of purchasing a house. Uh, and I think this, if anything, should really get people to think even more closely about what is affordable and what isn't. So... Let's look at some metrics and historically what metrics are used to measure your uh, ability and affordability of a house. So first is, and this is a very good measure, your yearly income against mortgage or income to housing expense, or how much you're going to spend on the purchase or on your mortgage. So yearly income and genuinely and historically that's a three to four times ratio. So if you have an annual salary of $100,000, you should be able to afford a mortgage of three to $400,000. So that's three to four times. Um, that may mean uh, you can buy a half a million dollar place. Why? Because you've got 20% down, that's 100,000. Uh, you need 400,000 more and that's fine. That's a four times ratio. You should feel relatively comfortable with that. Now, that's historical numbers, it certainly was back in the day when I was purchasing houses. Um, now it's a little bit different because interest rates are so low, et cetera, et cetera, and we're seeing these stratospheric costs. In Melbourne, the ratio at the moment is around 11, I think, depending on the area. And Sydney, I think, is pushing 17, which is all the numbers that are being pushed forward as an example of why Melbourne and Sydney in particular are in a bubble state. Now, Adelaide's a little different, uh, thankfully. Still quite high, but the numbers, I think, is around depending again area it's around six high but nowhere near uh, melbourne and sydney that's what i would call the front end ratio so it's a percentage of your income to the mortgage um, another way to look at about it is what is your percentage of your monthly payments and that again is about a 30 percent ratio so if your monthly payment if you have a thousand dollars of income you should be paying three hundred dollars a month in in mortgage the other ratio to look at or a metric is total debt to income okay so you enter into a mortgage you use the three to four times you've got your half million dollar house you put your 20 percent down so now you've got a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage but you need to think about can you service that because you may not just have a mortgage you may have a credit card you may have six credit cards you may have a personal loan you may have bought the mortgage and then gone out and bought yourself because you were so happy you wanted a, a beautiful car to park in that uh, new car park. And so that really ratio, the general rule of thumb there is about 40%. So your uh, monthly expenses of your all your debt payments, cars, credit cards, store cards, personal loans, and your mortgage all lumped together should come to around 40%, no more. If it's about 50%, for example, you're getting into an uncomfortable area. So that that's sort of some metrics to look at, and I encourage people to cut that several ways when, when they're looking at their affordability or the, whether they can afford a house. 
Great. And so what are some of the other things I should be considering when I'm buying a house? Yeah, so there are a number of things and I, many, many things to think about when considering buying a house. So let, let, let's talk about the top five, shall we? So the first one is you're buying a house and the estate agent, you walk in and you look, told them you've got, you have pre-approved for your mortgage and they look very excited because you've pre-approved. You can spend, let's say, we were arguing half a million dollars. You've got yourself in good shape. You've got a good income. You're ready to go. I want people to realize the estate agent is not on your side. He may appear to be. He may act like he is, but he is not. He is working on behalf of the seller and himself. So let's repeat that. He's working on behalf of the seller and himself, not you. In fact, if he could sell a half a million dollar place to you for a million, he would. Why? Because he's just got his client an extra half a million dollars and he's made his commission slightly better. Interestingly, I was at a, a business meeting recently where I heard a estate agent bragging about this very point and uh, I had to do everything in my control, Tim, to not crawl across the table and strangle him because I think this is unconscionable. But again, it's an estate agent. It's what they do. That's their job. So be very careful. Realize that they're here to help you get a, get a house, but they represent the, uh, the seller, not you, the buyer. Okay, second thing, avoid buying the most expensive house in the neighborhood, right? I know this is probably advice your grandmother gives. Always listen to your grandmother, Tim. The most expensive house in the, in the neighborhood. Why? Because that's usually the ceiling. Your house, the most expensive house will grow, but it'll probably grow at inflation plus some. You want to be sort of in the middle, right? You, then you can add improvements and do all the things you want to do to your house and improve the quality of your house and the cost will go up commensurably. But if you're the most expensive house, you get what's called compression. And the compression is there's a, there's a limit to how much your property will go up in a value in that neighborhood because you are the most expensive, right? You are the benchmark. Don't be that benchmark. Get something in the middle. That's where you want to be. Median house price. Median so, house yeah. price. It's, it's far better. Third advice, house inspection. So many people miss a house inspection. I understand why, because we spent so much money here and we spent so much money there. And, you know, we just go, I just really want it. But spend that little bit of extra time getting somebody to come in and just do a once over, right? And here's the one guy who's unbiased and unbiasedly working on your behalf. He is the one man or one individual that really absolutely looking for your, your best interest, right? Because even your partner is thinking that bias, right? They're thinking, I love the house. Your parents might be saying, just settle down or I be in that neighborhood. People come in with biases. The bias that the house inspector has, and trust me, I know these guys, their bias is for make sure you get value. They're looking, they want to tell you anything that's wrong or right with the house. A bit like a mechanic looking over a car. It looks just like a mechanic would look over a car. But think about it, it's a very expensive car. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it can, lots of things can be hidden. A car, does it work? You turn it on, you drive, it works. But a house, there could be so many hidden problems. So get a house inspection. There's some great guys out there. Really encourage that. Fourth, consolidate debts. I really recoil when I hear this, that people have multiple forms. If you have a mortgage, you shouldn't have multiple forms of debt. Now, it can happen. And we've spoken about credit history and credit problems, and it happens, right? I get it. 
if you can avoid it, and 90% of the time you can, consolidate your debt. Don't have multiple credit cards and personal loans. I see this all the time. It's one of the best values I can give to a client almost instantly. You know, recently I saved somebody $1,000 a month only off consolidating their debt. And you can do this yourself because you don't have a personal loan, a credit card loan, and a car loan, and a, a store card, and, and a mortgage. No, you should just have a mortgage. And you can have a line of credit with your mortgage, and perhaps a credit card that you do with your mortgage, but you pay off regularly. Don't have multiple forms of debt. So pay everything, so consolidate it. Is that a bit like redrawing on a loan? Yeah, you mm. can get a line of credit. So simple, yeah. so simple. So consolidate your debts. And um, the fifth is, and this is really interesting, it's think about the area you're moving into. Now, it's so easy to go to the council and find out what the development plans are, right? And you can get this from the governments and local councils, and you might find that the area that you're building in, maybe maybe there's a highway going to be built there the next year. You either, A, want that because the highway provides you access to the city and it's going to be fantastic, or you don't really want it because it's right next door to you and it's going to be so noisy. There will be plans in your neighborhood. There'll be plans that you can get from the council. So simple to do. And it'll tell you very quickly. You'll get a really good idea if this is the neighborhood you want to work into, you want to move into. Get those reports back. Related to that is the six, and that is police. You can get police files on the neighborhood to find out what levels of crime what kind of crime there is. Usually it's very low. Australia has a very low crime rate anyway. So usually it's not a big deal. But go, do some due diligence. You don't want to work. Find yourself <laughs> moving into a, a meth den. Yeah, that's right. So do your research. It's not just a bunch of four walls. It's everything that surrounds it. And, yeah. and in this day and age, go out, have a coffee, sit with your, your mobile phone, and you should be able to do all the search right there. By the end of your coffee, you'll know whether you're moving in or not. Excellent. Well, thank you for that advice, Paul. Thanks, Tim. That's great. Paul Street Journal.